0: Listener production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Wednesday, the 8th of September. Today, teenagers are taking over at the US Open, Why green and maroon don't mix anymore, and Ben Simmons' multi-million-dollar holdout. But first... It wasn't convincing, but in the immortal words of Vin Diesel's iconic Fast and the Furious character Dominic Toretto... It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. And so it was for the Socceroos last night in their World Cup qualifier against Vietnam. And Ryan McGree, again, they'll swing it back towards Ryan Grant, who is furthest forwards, And Australia have the goal that they craved. With minutes left in the first half, defender Ryan Grant ghosted into the box to score the only goal of the match, giving Australia its 10th consecutive World Cup qualifying victory and, leaving them more importantly, undefeated atop their group as they look to secure qualification for next year's World Cup finals in Qatar. Graham Arnold and his men will now have a well-earned break, their next fixture coming against Oman on the 7th of October. There's a huge no-parking zone out the front of my apartment building. And on days when I get home from work and can't find a spot within a 10-minute walk of my front door, I seriously consider parking in that spot. But I don't. Why? Because the prospect of being hit with a $100 fine stops me. $100, that is enough to stop me from breaking a rule. So, it's fair to say Aussie NBA superstar Ben Simmons and I are on slightly different pay scales. He can be fined $225,000 per day NBA teams usually work six days a week. That means he could rack up $1.3 million per week in fines. ESPN's Brian Windhorst reporting that Ben Simmons' desire to leave the Philadelphia 76ers is so strong, he's prepared to risk being fined $1.3 million a week by not showing up to 76ers training camp, which is due to kick off in just 20 days. And you know he's serious because he was reportedly prepared to sit in front of the team owner, Josh Harris, who is worth over $7 billion and tell him as much. There is a difference between a player having his agent ask for a trade to the general manager and the player himself in person looking at the owner Mm -hmm. face to face and saying, trade me. And in this particular case saying, if you don't trade me, I'm not going to come to training camp. And that is what I believe happened last week. Simmons has four years left on his contract with the 76ers, which would be worth to him $147 million. So the question is, Brian, what happens now? Does he just sit around practicing and pay the million-dollar fines whenever they turn up? The leverage is that he can make the Sixers very uncomfortable on a day-to-day basis, and this strategy has worked repeatedly in the NBA in the the last few years. Well, good luck to Ben. I hope his holdout strategy works. Anyone for (laughs) tennis? No. Why would we talk about tennis? Ash Barty and all the other Aussies have already been knocked out of the US Open. Who cares? I love tennis and yes, I love tennis and Oh, right, if you're going to write a song about it, fine. Here's what's happening at the US Open. <laughs> Djokovic Djokovic to the quarterfinals. Men's world number one Novak Djokovic has kept his dream of a calendar Grand Slam alive, fighting past 20-year-old Jensen Brooksby to reach the quarterfinals of the final slam of the year. Brooksby, who only turned pro this year, stunned the Flushing Meadows crowd when he took the first set 6-1. But that proved to be the kick up the backside Djokovic needed as he ruled off the next 3 sets to set up a quarterfinal clash with Italian Matteo Berrettini. Meanwhile, in the women's draw, 25% of the women's quarterfinalists are teenagers this year, with 18 year old Englishwoman Emma Radakanu and 19 year old Canadian Layla Fernandez forcing tournament organizers to start searching for non alcoholic champagne just in case one of the youngsters triumphs in New York, where the legal drinking age is 21. This guy's either going to think, here's another kid with a fake ID, or here's McLovin, the 25 year old Hawaiian organ donor. I am McLovin. You've heard the fashion phrase, red and green should never be seen? Well, apparently, maroon and green don't mix either. QRL released a statement this afternoon saying that they have parted ways with their coach, Paul Green, uh, saying that they've decided to go in different directions. The news reported on NRL 360 last night that Queensland State of Origin coach Paul Green has left his position as coach of the Maroons effective immediately because he still has aspirations to coach at the NRL level again. This was my dream, my wish. Green, who won a premiership as coach of the North Queensland Cowboys, said he could not guarantee the QRL he wouldn't pursue an NRL head coach position beyond this year. So he decided to move in a different direction. And NRL 360's Paul Kent believed the QRL's expectation of exclusivity is a mistake. I reckon they made a major mistake. It's a rep team, you've got to pick the best players available who are healthy and fit and available at that time. He's the best coach out there that's not affiliated to a club. Why wouldn't you have just said, mate, stick with the job? Until two, you can no longer do the job. Green was the third Queensland State of Origin coach in the last three years, and his departure now opens the door for a possible return of the man who led the Queensland dynasty for a decade, Meninga. while others are suggesting that three heads are better than one and that recently retired Queensland legends, Cam Smith, Billy Slater and Jonathan Thurston, could combine to form some sort of super-powered coaching tripod. Yeah, I like to see that. And that is your Fast Fun Hit of Sport for today. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on the scorecard. Listener.